Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 136 of the podcast that was originally recorded on October 30th of 2016. Some of the games I played this past week, Thief's Market from TMG, a little 51st State Master Set from Portal Games, along with a few additional items that I was able to pick up off their website. I gave a review of Clank, which I will say I am enjoying quite a bit. And then I also talked about a little PC game called Skyrim Special Edition, which looks very nice. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to episode 136 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. As always, you can send me some emails and let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over at Board Game Geek. We have a guild over there. We are guild number 2440. Join us in there and some conversations. Let us know what you're playing and talk about those games. On Twitter, you can follow me at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. All right, let's jump into What I'm Playing Now and talk about a few of the games that I played this past week down at my local game store. One of the first games we played is a little dice game from TMG called Thief's Market. This is an interesting little dice game where the first player is going to roll a large handful of dice and then everybody in turn order is going to be taking dice from this huge pool of dice and you're trying to come up with enough dice in front of you and the right combination of dice to be able to purchase cards that are in the tableau in front of everybody in three different rows at three different levels and from levels one, two, and three. You're only going to be able to purchase from the first row until the first row cannot be populated back to five cards. After that, the second row will start coming out, and then essentially the third row will come out as well. Progressively, these cards will get more expensive and will require more dice to purchase. So at the first in the first round where, or the first set of cards, I guess you could say, where you may only need one or two dice to purchase, the second and third ones could possibly need three or more. There is also gold tokens in this game, which can be used kind of like as wild dice and can be used for any color dice. The cards themselves that you're going to be purchasing can have a multitude of actions that can be taken with them, as well as scoring victory points on certain ones as well. And this is basically a victory point game is what you're going for. Now, the one interesting part with this game is Thief's Market is the name of the game. So you kind of think, well, what's the thief aspect to this? Well, the thief aspect to this game is going to be when you're taking dice from this pool in the middle of the table, you can take dice from there and you can take as many dice as you want on your turn when it comes to you and it's and it's kind of like your turn for the round. You can take from one to however many dice are out there, but the round will not end until everybody has at least one die in front of them. But besides taking from the middle of the table, you can look at your opponents and see what their what their what the, what dice they have in front of them, and maybe kind of figure out. Well, this person's going for this particular card, and I see the action on there that they're going for, and that's a kind of a good action, and I may want that. So let me just take his dice this round. And when you do this, let's say your opponent has four dice in front of them, you will take the four dice, and then out of those four, you'll put them in front of you. You'll have to re-roll one, which will then go back into the middle of the table that everybody 
everybody will then get a chance to actually take. So once all the dice are gone for the middle of the table and everybody essentially does have dice in front of them, you look at what cards you want to purchase in turn order. And then you're going to go whoever has whoever ends up with the first player token and the first player token can actually be included in those dice that are getting pulled from somebody in front of them. So if my opponent across from me has four dice that I want as well as the first player token, I can take that handful of dice as well as the first player token, put it in front of me, reroll one die, set it back in the table, and then it goes on to the person to my left and you're going to go around the table until everybody has dice in front of them. Once all the cards are drawn, you're going to refill the table and make sure there's five cards in front of every in, in, in the middle row. Roll the dice, and you're going to continue doing this. Once you get to the third row and the third row cards are out, and that third row cannot be repopulated back to five cards, that's going to signify the end of the game and the round's going to finish. You count up victory points, and then the game is going to come to an end. It's an interesting little dice game, but I'm not really too sure I would be adding this one to my collection anytime soon. I would probably play it again, but... Even though I won the game when we played it, and I have not been winning a lot of games, I will say, down at my local game store lately when, when, when we've been playing a lot of different games. Even though I won the game, I thought it was an okay game, but it wasn't really something that I could see my wife really playing a lot of. To me, this seems definitely like a game that's probably going to be best played with at least three to four players. I don't... I don't know if this game can actually be played with two players. It may be, it may say so in the box, but I don't think it would really be too fun with two players because I think it would just be very limited with who you can take the dice from and what, how you're going to end up with things. So I think this is definitely, we played with four players. It does work well with four players, but for me, this is a game that probably isn't going to fit best into my collection. So I was kind of glad one of my friends brought this down to the game store and we were actually able to get this to the table so I could kind of see what it was like and I could kind of know that it doesn't fit for me, but it may fit into somebody else's collection. So if you're kind of looking for a dice game where you're going to be stealing dice from each other, I don't really want to say there's a push your luck component to it because you're not really rolling the dice really more than once unless if you're taking the dice from somebody else and really trying to get a combination off of a roll like that is going to be really hard to get. So there's really not no push your luck to it. But if you're looking for a good dice game, check out Thief's Market and see if it might work for you. After that, we also got a little 51st State to the table, and I was really excited to get this one to the table because recently I had ordered all of the stuff that was on Portal Games' website as far as the additional faction boards, the city tokens, the actual wooden tokens in place of the little cardboard scoring tokens, as well as promo cards. So pretty much everything that did not come in my 51st set Master 51st State Master Set since I didn't order from them. I wanted to try to just get everything sent from Poland over to me. I was kind of bummed that the first shipment that I actually received was water damage. So I sent them an email within a day. They sent me back a reply and within a week or so there was another package delivered to me. This one in perfect condition. All of the tokens were fine. All of the cards were in great shape. There was no water damage whatsoever, and they had replied immediately saying that they apologized, they took care of it, and I have to say, kudos to Portal Games for some great, spectacular customer service. If you ever do have a game problem with any of their games, send them an email, and I can almost guarantee that they are going to take care of you. I was really impressed with them, and that's one of the reasons why I really like Portal Games. 51st State, like I've said before, I've talked about this game multiple times on the podcast. This is one of my top games probably of this year. I just really enjoy 51st State. If you're familiar with Imperial Settlers, which is one of their other card games, which this game is based off of, 51st State is similar to that game, but it is more set in a post-apocalyptic world. Having in those promo cards, as well as the, I was able to play with one of the new faction cards that actually came in the box if you had ordered from them with the Master Set, which I 
kind of waited too long to do, which I can really was really bummed about. But now that I pretty much have the full set for 51st State that's coming out, and I think last time on the podcast I talked about that there's going to be an expansion for this coming out besides the two that came in the box. Really can't wait to see what is is in store for this one. We had a great time playing 51st State. This was, again, another game that I won. So I actually won two games in a row down at my local game store. And afterwards, one of my buddies, Eric, actually texted me and said, you know, do you did you realize that you won both games tonight? And I was like, yep. I go, that hasn't happened in a very, very long time. And I go, and it probably isn't going to happen again for a very, very long time. So I, I actually enjoyed it. But I cannot say anything wrong with 51st State. If you have not gotten 51st State to the table yet, this is definitely a game that you need to get to the table and you need to play. And it should definitely be in everybody's collection. All right. And now I get to actually do a little review for a game that I've really been waiting for. And it's a game called Clank. This is a deck building and adventure card game. And wow, I am just completely enamored and just having a great time every time I get Clank to the table. It's a deck building game. But the nice thing about this one is there is a board game where you actually have a player token and you're going to work your way through a castle down into the depths of the castle into a dungeon where there's a dragon. And as you're going through here, you're going to be making noise, which is basically referred to as clank. You're going to have a pile of 30 tokens in front of you, 30 wooden cubes in front of you. And whenever cards come up that say, you know, you're creating clank and you have to put one or two tokens onto the clank spot on the board because you're making noise going through the dungeon. So whenever a card is flipped over during the turn and it actually has a dragon on there, you're going to take all of the clank tokens that are on the clank spot of the board, throw them into a bag and draw them. And if you draw a black token, you're just going to set those aside. If you actually draw somebody's colored token, you're going to set that on their health meter that's on the bottom of the board. And once somebody's health meter fills up, they're knocked out of the game. But we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Let's actually talk about how this game is kind of set up and what you're going to be doing here. Like I stated, everybody's going to start out with 30 clank cubes. You're going to also start out with a set of 10 cards and everybody starts off with the same 10 cards. You're going to set up the board based on the instruction manual. There's going to be different artifacts that are gonna be placed around the board. There's also some major and minor secrets, which are going to give you various maybe health or different bonuses in the game. There are going to be a couple of market areas where you're going to fill and you can get a couple, you can get keys to unlock passages in the dungeon. You can get a backpack to possibly carry more artifacts. You can get crowns, which is just victory points. And the name of this game is victory points. There's also some monkey idols that you can pick up, which are victory points, but there's also cards that could possibly give you additional victory points later on in the game or at the end of the game if you actually have these monkey idols. But if you're able to work your way down into the dungeon, get an artifact, work your way out of the depths, back through the castle, and then back to the starting space that you started on, you will get a mastery token, which will give you 20 extra points at the end of the game. Like I said before, this is essentially a deck builder. You're going to draw a hand of five cards once the game is all set up to begin. You're going to play these cards in any order, and you have to play all the cards that are in your hand so even so if there's a card that says plus one clank on there it isn't a card you can just discard and not actually utilize that action you have to play those cards now you don't necessarily have to use all of the resources that you have available in front of you and you can't and you won't be able to necessarily be able to do that you're going to have a row of cards there's going to be four different cards that you're going to be able to purchase from that are mercenary explore 
secret tome or a goblin card which you can actually attack because not only are you able to accumulate points to be able to purchase cards you're going to try to have cards like the explorer card which will give you a move action and you're going to want to try to move your token through the board and there's the interesting thing with this game is there's actually two different sides to the board. One side is more for beginners and is more of a basic side. Well, the second side is, I will say after playing it a couple of times, a little bit more difficult and tricky. And I have only made it out of that dungeon once without dying. So it's definitely a little bit trickier and you definitely have to watch how much clank you're putting into the game. Because once you get into the later parts of the game and you're removing five plus cubes whenever somebody whenever somebody flips over a dragon card you could get several of your colored cubes pulled at one time and before you know it you are knocked out and you better be watching where you're at on the board and hoping that you're above the ground and not within that dungeon because if you are you're not going to be able to score any of your victory points which has happened to me before which really is a bummer especially if you know that you have more victory points than your opponent but on your turn, you're going to be able to use your cards. You're going to count up your skill, which is essentially your money in this game, your currency, and you're going to be able to buy other cards with that. If you actually have the sword icon in a couple of your cards, you can attack a creature that's in one of the six card slots that are going to be in front of the other four cards that are going to be there that could be purchased as well. You can also attack the goblin. Like I had stated, you can attack the goblin as many times as you want. He does require two swords. So if you have four swords, you can attack him twice and he will give you one gold for each time you attack him. So if you only have two swords and you have maybe a monster that's in the main row of cards that has three swords on him, you won't be able to attack that monster, but you'll be able to knock that goblin for one gold and gold does come in handy here because it can be used as victory points at the end of the game. The boots, like I was stating, will actually let you move and navigate throughout the dungeon. If you end up in one of the blue crystal caves, even if you have more boot actions left, you have to stop there. The only way you're able to kind of take an action, a move action after moving into one of those blue caverns is by using a teleport spell, which can teleport you to an adjacent room, which is kind of interesting. So there's going to be a lot of cards that you're going to be accumulating and picking up throughout this game. And every time I play this game, there's usually one card or so that I really haven't seen come up, or there's a combination that I haven't seen come up before. And my wife and I have just been having a great time just finding some of the combinations to where we're trying to just churn out some of those early cards out of your deck get some of the better move cards so later on in the game when you're trying to escape and get out of the dungeon you're able to do that you want to make sure you have enough attack cards as well because you need to be able to fight some of the monsters because if you leave some of these monster cards out there they could possibly be doing bad things to you in the game so on your turn you can acquire new cards for your deck you can use a device. Devices are going to be purple cards that could come out in that dungeon row of cards where there's six cards every turn. And those cards don't get turned over until the end of one person's turn. And then that six cards will get repopulated. And that's when the dragon could possibly come out. But let's not jump out to the dragon yet. Like I was saying, you can fight a monster. You can buy items from the market. And some of the items are actually really good, especially some of the ones that were victory points. And like I said, you could also move through the dungeon. The gold is really going to come into place when you actually reach the marketplace because everything in the marketplace is seven gold. And while gold is worth victory points at the end of the game, being able to pick up a second artifact or possibly picking up one of the crowns that is worth 10 points. And I think there's three crowns there and they're numbered 10, 9, and 8. So if you can actually trade in seven gold for maybe eight 
victory points at the end of the game, that's actually a good thing to do. Like I said though, the more and better cards you get into your hand, some of the better cards do have clank on them, and you could be putting one or two clank into that clank spot at any one time. There are some cards like Move Silently, which may let you remove clank, which is really interesting, because you can actually take clank out of that clank area or it can negate clank that you're playing later on in your turn. Like I was saying, at the end of everybody's turn, they will repopulate those six cards that are out there in the dragon keep. If a dragon card, or if a, a card is flipped over that has the dragon icon on it, you're going to throw all of those clank cubes into the bag, draw that, draw out cubes appropriately to wherever the dragon is at on the board in that depths area of the dungeon. Hopefully, nobody is knocked out of the game. So there's a lot going on in this game as far as deck building, as far as pushing your luck, because you need to kind of figure out how long do I want to spend down in the dungeon? How many different artifacts, tokens, or gold do I want to try to accumulate? Because the first person that can actually get back to that first spot of the game where everybody starts can signify the end of the game. On their next turn, they will move onto a dragon spot, which will effectively cause the dragon to attack in whatever spot the dragon is on they will add what they will need to pull one additional clank for every round that the game comes back to this player who is who was the first person out will get to move along this track there's going to be three rounds where the dragon's going to be attacking and then the fourth round anybody that is still in the depths of the dungeon essentially is going to die. The dragon is going to get you. You're not going to be able to get out. You will not be able to score any victory points either. If you've actually made it out of the depths and into the castle, you will get to restore or score your victory points because the citizens of the castle will have saved you. You're, you will get to score your points. So like I was saying, this game is a lot of fun. The board is really interesting. There's a couple of spots on the board where if you think of Pac-Man, you can actually wrap around the board. You can go out the right or left side of the board and end up on the complete other side of the board and start working your way through that dungeon. So the first time I played this game, I thought that was a really interesting aspect that you can start working your way down through one side of the dungeon, move all the way over. If you're working down your left side, move all the way over to the left because you go through a tunnel, come all the way over to the right side of the board and start working down your way through the right side of the dungeon. But like I said, there's a big push your luck component to this because you really need to pay attention to what your opponents are doing. And once you see somebody making a dash for that entrance, you probably want to start following because you don't want to get stuck down in this dungeon. You don't want to get caught down by that dragon. And you also want to watch out how much clank you're putting into the bag because one of the last games I played with my wife, while my score was much higher than hers once we counted up victory points, it didn't matter because I was knocked out and I was still down in the depths, so my score really didn't matter. So even though I did have more victory points than her, she still won the game because she was able to make it out of the depths into the upper part of the dungeon and actually escape the dragon and then score victory points. Clank is a great game. If you like deck builders, I think the addition of the board with all of the different actions you're able to do on your time, on your turn in regards to both trying to purchase cards, trying to move through the dungeon, trying to attack creatures that are out in the dragon area 
it's just a really interesting fresh take on deck builders. If Clank is something that maybe you haven't seen down at your game store or you haven't had a chance to play or you've seen some people play it, definitely try to get this one to the table. This is definitely going to be in my top games of the year. I've been having a great time with it. My wife's been liking it and every time we introduce this game to anybody down at the local game store, they seem to just walk over and instantly pick up a copy and add it to their collection. So Clank, I cannot say enough good words about, but Clank is a lot of fun. It's a game that will be hitting our table quite a bit here, and it's a game that I'm hoping to possibly do my first video review on. So hopefully within the next week or so, I can actually get my wife to play this game a couple of more times, then we can get a nice little video review recorded for it. But until then, you're going to have to wait to see what we do with that one. All right, so those are the board games I played this week. I also picked up Skyrim Special Edition this past week on my PC. Skyrim is a game I played quite a bit before. I actually probably played twice as much Fallout 4 over Skyrim. But when I saw what the graphics look like for the Skyrim Special Edition, I figured let me pick up the actual DLC for Skyrim and just get that Special Edition for free. And I sat down and played through the intro the other night. And while the graphics do look a lot better, the gameplay is definitely exactly just like Skyrim. It is definitely just upgraded. I'm trying to figure out what type of mods I actually want to add to my game because there were quite a few mods I had added into my initial Skyrim game. But I had also never played with a DLC before, so I'm going to try to spend some time with Skyrim and actually see how this special edition plays out. It seems like there are a few audio issues with the game that I think they actually had with the initial game early on where you're playing with more than just stereo speakers like my 5.1 speakers. I know that if I am not specifically in a specific spot it's very hard to hear the npcs when they're talking to you because of the 5.1 sounds speakers that i have going on around me so i think they're going to be addressing that from what i was reading but skyrim so far i haven't had any big issues i haven't played the game for too too long but i haven't had any crashes or anything big happen but i'll have to give that one a little bit more time to see how it actually plays and uh, so far, it does look really good. My game with my uh, 970 graphics card is able to play everything on Ultra, and I'd be interested to see if there's actually anything additional I can turn on graphics-wise to maybe even make the game look even better than what the Special Edition actually does. It does seem to load a little faster. I haven't noticed much slowdowns. I, I do know that I remember quite a bit of slowdowns when you're moving between areas in Skyrim and exiting and entering different parts of dungeons or the game, you know, when you were do doing the load screens. I think the 64-bit version may be optimized a little bit better in that regard, so I'm really interested in seeing those aspects of the game as well as possibly continuing the story. And I have to create a whole new character, so I'm trying to play a whole different character than I did before. Originally, I was playing a thief. Now I think I'm going to play more of a paladin type of character, which is going to be more sword and shield and then more restoration magic, I think, than the thief that I was playing originally. So Skyrim I'll probably be talking about here coming soon, and maybe I'll even be doing a Twitch stream on that one as well. All right, so those are the games I played for the week, and here are the couple of the games that I'd like to play. After hearing everybody's talk on Essen, one of the games that I've been seeing quite a bit about and reading about is A Feast for Odin. This game looks like a lot of fun, and it's a game that I definitely want to get to the table, but I have a feeling it's going to be one that will get instantly added to my collection, and I'm kind of excited to play that one. And also, I keep seeing pictures of Mechs versus Minions coming out this week. Mechs versus Minions is the League of Legends board game that has come out. This is one that I will definitely be playing before it is added to my collection. I've talked about this one before. I'm really interested to see how this one plays and get a feel for this, from what I hear, programming style game and its co-op in nature as well. And I, I kind of want to play this one. And we had a discussion down at my local game store about this game the other day. From all the hype that this game has, everybody, at least in my gaming group, 
is being very cautious cautious with this game and everybody's kind of hoping somebody else brings it into the store so we can play it because nobody really wants to kind of put their money down for this one because everybody's a little nervous as far as how this one's going to be and how the longevity of this game is going to be but I'm kind of hoping that it, this one can live up to the hype and if it does I, I may have to add it to my collection so we'll have to see on that one but other than that those are the games I played for the week, and those are a few of the things that I would like to play. All right, so as always, you can send me some emails. You can let me know what you're playing now. Send the emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over in our Board Game Geek Guild. We are guild number 2440. Join us there and talk about some of the games that you're playing. You can follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. Hey everybody, I'd like to thank you for joining me for another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Until next week, you know what to do. Go out there, play some games, and then let me know what you're playing now. Thanks a lot for joining me, everybody. You have a great week gaming, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.